You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. Get ready for something majestic. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Now, from the Mousecapades Studios, here are your hosts. Happy Humpty Mousecapades listeners, this is Vicki and I'm here with Stephanie and Matt. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 852 and you are listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. We're excited to be back and we're ready to share all of the latest Disney news. Just a reminder that the Mousecapades and More podcast is a part of the Your Story Travel Company. If you're looking to book a trip, we'd be glad to help. You can text Vicki, Matt, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497, and we would be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package, so contact one of us today. So as you know, we're sorry, Matt, because... He had a lot of FOMO last week, but Steph and I uh, have been back for about a week from Disneyland, and we hope that we're going to be able to share our trip report with you in the next few weeks. Also, I think we're going to do a pros and cons trip. I don't know if Steph has decided that was the question I got today from uh, Chrissy's son was, so Mrs. Black, do you think you love Disney World better or you love Disneyland? And I can't decide. And Kaylee told him, she said, she said, I think my mom's going to say she can't decide because she said she equally told me the things that she liked better at Disneyland, but she still liked this at Disney World. And so I just think it's good to do a pros and cons when get everybody's thoughts and you can, we should probably wait to do pros and cons till Matt gets back. How much longer, Matt? 35 days. So it would be in mid-September before we could do that. Yeah, end of September. Okay. So we'll have to wait on that one, but... Here is the latest with the Disney streaming services. Um, the prices, of course, have changed. I'm not sure that that's a surprise to anybody. But the ad-free Disney Plus is jumping to $13.99 a month beginning October the 12th, if you didn't already know that. The commercial-based tier is going to remain the same price as it is right now. The ad-free version of Hulu is going to rise to $17.99 a month. And their commercial-based tier is staying the same. But... If you would like to get Disney Plus and Hulu together, um, it's going to premiere on September the 6th for $19.99 a month, which means you're going to save about $12 if you package those two together. And Bob Iger also stated this week that they will be cracking down on password sharing to avoid too many subscriptions being logged on to too many devices. They have been cracking down on password sharing. Like that's been a more recent thing, right? They've been trying to. I know Netflix. It checks on that stuff all the time. And so I'm wondering if he just got that tip for them. Cause I also saw another article, but I, it didn't seem too legit to me yet. I haven't heard enough about it that possibly Netflix was going to buy Disney plus, but I didn't know if that, so that's not fact that's hearsay right now, listeners. Rumors and news, right? The, that's yep. the rumor. <laughs> it just, I wasn't secure in saying this for sure. But it made sense when I was reading that he had um, noticed that you could package things and then you have the ad free versus the because all those things I think he got from other streaming services. I don't I think that they learned that along the way. We'll see. 
Uh, I had to roll my eyes when you were talking about those price increases. I was like, oh, yeah. Hmm. Surprising. Something else is going up in price. Well, we get Hulu through um, what used to be Sprint, now T-Mobile. I don't know. So we don't pay for that bundle. Well, I've got some changes for you guys over at uh, Matt's favorite ride, Haunted Mansion. Disney announced a few days ago that the Hatbox Ghost is going to be located in the endless hallway near the beginning of the Haunted Mansion at Magic Kingdom, which is a different location than his Disneyland counterpart. And it's a controversial choice. Disney has put up temporary barriers and now black curtains are up next to the start of the endless hallway. The lights in the section of the ride have been turned off um, or at least dimmed so that the curtains are less noticeable in that area. The Hatbox Ghost returned to the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland in 2015. It was put into um, the latest Haunted Mansion movie as well. We can't wait to see him in the Haunted Mansion. Be sure to reach out and share your experience when you have the chance. Or if you've already seen it. Matt's going to see it. People are freaking out about this location. I mean, it kind of, I mean, put it where you want, but like, I was like, it doesn't make sense because the ghosts haven't materialized yet. You know, That's and, why I was wondering why it's controversial. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to go to you, the expert, and say, why? Why are people upset about the location? That's the fan theory is that the ghosts haven't materialized, so he shouldn't be there yet because he's in the attic scene and land, correct? Isn't he up in the attic? Yes, that's what they said. That makes sense. But, you know, I don't necessarily know why we had to have him. I mean, that's like what's made Disneyland special versus ours. Like, you know, they don't need to be mirrors of each other. Things can make them individualistic, if that's even a word. And they are, they're still going to be very different. You'll see. Okay, cool. It is, there's a lot of differences between tons of rides there. I am sad that we didn't get to ride that a second time. Yeah. We just ran out of time. We spent, I mean, and this was good because we did learn the park, not to give too much away, but we did spend so much time taking our pick, doing the ride challenge, doing the scavenger hunt. Well, the ride challenge guys are obviously ride a lot of things but True. then the um the scavenger hunt we spent the morning doing the scavenger hunt and so we didn't get to really ride a bunch and we got to do some things that we wouldn't have normally done so that was really fun too very and, true and neat uh we made nick's day so that's all that matters <laughs> he was enjoying it all right so rare characters are going to be appearing in the boo to you parade at the magic kingdom which i get to see very soon the first Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party is over. It was on this past Friday, August 11th. The Boo You Parade always features typical characters like Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, and so on. But it's also a great opportunity for guests to mix and mingle with some of the lesser seen or been with characters. These characters are around Minnie, Daisy, and Clarabelle, but they're returning as Sanderson sisters and they haven't been there for a while like that. I think we have talked about that a little bit this season. But the villains, Ursula, Cruella de Vil, and the Queen of Hearts are going to appear. Uh, Disney also has brought in characters many guests might not have seen, such as Horace and Jasper from Cruella's Iconic Car and the Queen of Hearts card guards. There's a mouthful. Are a unique addition to this year's celebration with new costumes, displays, and additions to the parade. Walt Disney World is set to have a solid Halloween season. Halloween season. Wow, I can't talk today. Especially for those who love their characters, Stephanie. Yay! Maybe we always use more characters. Oh, you're going to love that part about Disneyland, Matt. Oh, that's, there's so many things I'm looking forward to. I got, we can have a whole show just on what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> <laughs> but like seeing Ursula, that's cool. You usually only ever see her in the parade. No. You know, so, and the Queen of Hearts guards, that's cool. Because I always like seeing them in the movie. 
So they're getting better with it at the world. They are getting better at the world. So many characters, but you gotta, but you have to go to those special events mm-hmm. to see some of those. So glad you're going, Vicky. That'll be fun. <laughs> All right. With the first Mickey's Not So Scary party this past Friday, uh, we want to share some of the amazing costumes that cast members spotted throughout the evenings in the park. There was a family of six that came as a variety of Pixar characters, which would be a pretty easy one. Uh, the mom and dad were Ken and Barbie, while the kids were Sarge, Woody, Jesse, and Bo Peep. Two other guests were spotted, were spot on, playing Tweedledee and Tweedledum. That's funny. Yeah, that'd be real fun. That'd be real easy to do, too. A couple dresses, Kevin and Russell from Up. That'd be a fun one. Uh, another guest dressed up like Winifred Sanders, uh, and they nailed it, costume and all. If you are going to Mickey's Not So Scary Party, reach out and tell us what you're going to be dressed up as, because it's not easy to pick a costume for Halloween parties, because you don't want to do something lame, but you also want to be comfortable. You got to you know make sure you can get on and off attractions. And if you're at Florida's, one of Florida's parties, you don't want to melt. Still hot. Even if it's October, it's still hot. Yes, I know. Still- Roasty, so like 85. Like I was watching some vlog live streamers from the party Friday. Oh, did you? Yep. And it was one of the first openers that didn't rain out, but they were saying at 11 p.m. it was still 95 degrees. Oh my gosh. Did you see Kyle what they dressed up as? Yes. It's Tony Stark and Pepper Potts. Yes. I was like, yeah, I think I said okay. She looked good as a blonde, by the way. <laughs> so the kids want us to dress up as Mr. Fredrickson and Ellie. That'd be cute. They want to dress up as I think it's Isma or Isma from Emperor's New Groove. Okay. And then Joey will be the emperor or the, you know, the goat or whatever he is. Llama or whatever. Alpaca. <laughs> That's what Kaylee wants him to be. We'll see what comes of this. I can't wait to see pictures. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine they're going to dress up. but <laughs> If they're going to make you dress up, I think they have to. I we challenge you to, to dress up. We challenge you to. All right, kids. Do it. One of my favorite costumes was the bacon and eggs that I saw that year that we were, we didn't go to the party, but we sat outside and watched the people coming in. There was salt and pepper and um, your kids are too young for both of you, but Blue's Clues, um, salt and pepper had baby paprika. And so their baby was dressed as paprika and they were salt and pepper. And then there was a hot dog and um, it had a ketchup bottle and a mustard bottle with it. I mean, the kid, their kids were dressed up like that. It was just really cool. So if you, even if you're not going to the party, I really encourage you to sit outside on the benches and just watch the people filing in because it is hilarious yes. and very creative. All right. So Disney has released their third quarter report for the fiscal year. I I wanted to get more information than this. This will not surprise either one of you, but they learned that the total number of Disney subscribers is now 146.1 million. The statistic represents the number of domestic, international, and hot star subscribers combined. Iger also noted that around 40% of Disney Plus subscribers are choosing the ad-supported option. Hmm. Do you think it's because it's a lot of money? Uh, overall subscriber numbers went down, but several other factors helped to offset that loss. Disney stated that the average monthly review revenue per paid subscriber is up for domestic, international, and Disney Plus core as a whole. It just doesn't seem like a lot of subscribers worldwide, if that's the worldwide number. Well, the last quarter, that when they said it was down, I think the last quarter was over 154 mil, point mil, something million. <laughs> and so, yeah, they did go down. I don't know. I just think we may have, well, like I own Disney, but I think Disney might have taken on a little too much too quickly. And for their purchase. Well, it may not have been so too much if we wouldn't have had the pandemic. Well, it's also interesting that it's going down because like people get 
free Disney Plus with things like their phone bills and yeah. whatnot. So it's like, how is it going down if they're getting it for free? <laughs> I do not know. Oh, no. All right. More Disney drama over here after receiving <laughs> some backlash for the $200 million budget for the recent release of Elemental. Pixar president Jim Morris is shedding some new light on why the high cost of their movies is generally misleading. And he's kind of defending the studio's approach to filmmaking. So following the charming love story of the fiery ember and the go with the flow wade elemental premiered in theaters on june to an unusually small fanfare from audiences it did not do what they thought it would do again pixar which has dominated the 3d animation market since 1995's toy story that's kind of hard to believe it's been that long, um, is known for pumping out crowd-pleasing, critically acclaimed hits, so expectations were high for Elemental to follow in suit, and everybody thought this is going to do great again. Um, but surprisingly, the opposite turned out to be the case with Elemental, which made an impressive comeback at the international box office after a poor debut week, something Pixar's parent company Disney noted in a rare press release earlier this week. Recently, Pixar president Jim Morris provided some much-needed clarity during an interview with uh, Variety, where he explained that Pixar and Disney animations are the only two studios that make animated movies in the United States with all their artists under one roof. Because of this, their movies' lofty budgets also include executives' salaries and other similar costs. So, and this is his quote, there's some accounting context that gets lost. Still, Morris clarified that their movies are expensive regardless due to extensive visual effects. That was one thing, and I don't know if I talked to you about it, stuff because we didn't go in the stores that much. I was shocked at the amount of elemental merch that I saw, even in the small resort stores. Did you think there was a lot or not enough? No, no, no. There was a lot for a movie that didn't do well. Putting out more merch, hoping that it made the movie be more successful. I don't know. Or if they like pre-made it thinking it was going to do great. And they're like, oh, we have a lot to sell. Maybe so. I don't know what the answer is. We never will. Disney needs to get their act together, though, because they are. I don't know. Yeah, the movie department is whack. Like, I couldn't tell you the last time I watched uh, one of the new movies because I'm just like, eh, it doesn't. I'd rather watch John Wick over. <laughs> well, yesterday, Kaylee said, Stephanie and I had TikTok because um, we had, I guess it was two weeks ago because I don't think it was what you and Brad didn't report on Snow White, did you? The live action Snow White? I think that was two weeks ago that we talked about it. Yeah. Oh, it was me and Kaylee that talked about stuff was on still we were on our vacation anyway yeah. about the feminist thing and and everything there was this woman on there ripping on that um actress for saying there's not going to be like 1937 when she's wants to fall in love and I, it it was really good she had some good facts about cinderella and snow white and who was the other one she was talking about oh uh ariel how ariel gave up her voice for a man and she's like that that was not what that was about she wanted to explore something new, yeah. even though despite the fact that people were telling her that she should just go with flow, she had a, a different idea of what she wanted to do with her life. And she followed that dream. And then they talked about Cinderella and how hard she worked for so long. And, oh, she just wanted to fall in love and have this prince and get rescue her. No, yeah. no, 
She never thought of that. She kept doing her job because that's what her dad would have wanted her to do. Yeah, it was an, it was a very interesting TikTok. I got to say, Kayla was like, didn't you like that TikTok? You didn't say anything about it. No, I should have texted back on. Huh? They scrapping Snow White. Are they scrapping it? Mm-hmm. People are going nuts. They're like like all the little people are like, oh, there can't be little people in movies. You, they got to turn them into a giraffe, a fox, and a talking carrot. Like... <laughs> It's getting so ridiculous. Like, that's why like, I don't even touch these movies. I'm like, no, this is stupid. Like, give me something real. It's, it's oh, so ridiculous. Oh, my goodness. No. It is ridiculous. <sighs> but, yeah, I mean, you can look at anything in, in any way you want to suit whatever agenda you're going to try to push. It's like, right. it's Snow White. It's it's all it is to anybody. It's nothing more than Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Let's keep it at that. Right. Can't we go back to some of the just the, just, you've been watching a movie to enjoy it. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not trying to put subliminal messages in this and it's all a conspiracy. Buy more Disney. Oh, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Disney, Disney, Disney. Speaking of Disney, over in Disneyland, <laughs> Goofy has an exciting Halloween experience coming this year. Disneyland Resort will be the home to the all-new seasonal offering with Goofy headlining the limited-time experience. Disneyland recently announced an all-new way to celebrate this fall season at the Southern California Resort, inviting guests to book a meal at Goofy's Kitchen in the Disneyland Hotel to celebrate Halloween and dine with Goofy and some of his friends in their creative Halloween costumes. Every day from September 21st to October 31st, 2023, guests visiting Goofy's Kitchen will be able to enjoy exclusive limited time offerings including special food items prepared just for the halloween season with enhanced menu offerings for brunch and dinner themed decor and music disney photo pass digital downloads and a halloween themed button i was hoping you'd get to go we're there when it starts but we're not doing any character breakfast because that's going to interrupt a rope dropping time i think you'll be fine you think <laughs> i'm watching every video i can find and reading reading every article i can i'm ready I told my wife, I'm like, I'm not pulling out a map. I'm just letting you know, we are not pulling out maps. We were, you know, we were not those people. We didn't pull out a map. Stuff just got on our phone. You got to <laughs> use your phone app. Well, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. But I'm not pulling out a paper map. Like, where do I go? No. Oh, yeah. No, I just had my phone like, do, 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 do. As crazy as it was to see things in a pl- in Disneyland that are not at the Magic Kingdom of Disney World, I felt like it had a flow. And once we figured out what the flow was, then we were able to do it. So. You got to take your boys on the pirate ship. We didn't get to do that. Well, I will be. So this was interesting from an educational perspective, but I ha- I'm going to murder this college's name. From Okanagan College in Canada to Brigham Young University to the Univers- University of Central Florida, the colleges are studying Disney in a variety of capacities, which makes sense. The studies of Walt Disney World apply to multiple fields and many Disney World employees were recruited from these institutions. An enterprise like the Walt Disney Company with a handle with a hand in every cookie jar has everything from classic Disney professional internship to the Disney College program to Disney Aspire. There's even a non-Disney university where the Disney topic is the whole syllabus. I want to go to that school, just so we're all clear. Despite Disney's university's popularity, a range of academic institutions take the world of Walt Disney Animation and the Walt Disney Company very seriously. It results in scholastic research that yields impressive insight into the international conglomerate. Walt Disney Animation can be used for art students. Walt Disney World Resorts are a gold mine for business students. And while the Disney Aspire program offers promise and opportunity for learning, 
learners, it's not the only player in the Disney education game. Gaining college credit in the study of Disney gives students valuable insight into the Walt Disney World Company, and it reveals patterns in spending habits and performance that might be less apparent to those involved directly with the company. Hmm. All right. So did you know that the city works in Disney Springs has a secret menu? I always love a good secret menu. Well, Here's what you need to know. CityWorks is offering a new hidden menu item um, to diners who sign up for the restaurant's rewards club. So you got to do that first. However, if you're not a member, it's okay. Registration's entirely free and it comes with perks like $20 for every $200 you spend at the restaurant. So just go ahead, get that right now. Um, If you also get um, with this rewards membership you're going to get access to that new menu and that's the hidden menu the first hidden menu item is the churro pretzel bites yeah churro pretzel bites quite interesting right i would try those in a heartbeat each month they're going to have a new secret menu item um so this one is only available to august and then there's something new so again city works you got to go on and register to get become a member Maybe they'll do the pickle shake. <laughs> I saw some people that tried that and they didn't think it was that bad. Which one? Pickle milkshake at Epcot. Yep. Nope. 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 No, thank you. I love pickles, but not in milkshake. I love pickles too. I just don't know if I can do that. We have talked about our favorite restaurants before, but Disney pulled guests and came up with their top four Epcot restaurants that guests shouldn't pass up when visiting. I agree with some of these. Number one. I totally agree with Garden Grill and the Land Pavilion. It has amazing character breakfast, amazing food, uh, good solid lunch and dinner, and it is served family style. Plus, you get to meet Farmer Mickey, Pluto, Chip and Dale, and ride around the restaurant as it's turning, and you get to see live in the land. Number two, Le Cellier in the Canadian Pavilion. Of course, it's most known for its amazing steaks, but just love the atmosphere and use it as a date night. It is very nice down in there. Number three is Le Halles Pastries in the French Pavilion. <laughs> Where's Sarah when we need her? <laughs> right? It's the it's the French. It's the place to get pastries in France, okay? <laughs> Le Halles Boulanger, Boulangerie Patisserie. Something lace like that. Halls, bologna, patisserie. I just say, there you go. Lace hall lace. Lace hall lace. Got good stuff. The sugars. If you're going to say it like that, you guys got to add in the twang. Lace hall lace, bologna, patisserie. In the French pavilion. There in Ep- My boy's called Epicot. So is there an Epicot? Epicot. That's test track ball. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, this is a quick service location, but if you don't want to miss out on Le Cromanchier, uh lobster bisque soup, and their amazing pastries like beignets. Go there. <laughs> Number four, Regal Eagle Smokehouse in the American Adventure Pavilion, which features craft beers and barbecues. I'm telling you right now, if I do not get Garden Grill tomorrow morning, Matt, I will cry because you and Chrissy have talked it up so much. Oh, the, the salsa. You have to ask for the fresh salsa that's made from the veggies and living the land. Throw that on your eggs. Oh, it's so good. And then that, oh, it's all good. Don't you love that we always talk about food? Uh, yeah, yeah, it makes me hungry. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> so have you ever gone to Turtle Talk with Crush at the Seas at Epcot? It is a, one of our favorites as a family. Well, here's some interesting information. The person that voiced Crush didn't realize that he was such a big star of the movie until Disney decided to create Turtle Talk and use technology for Crush to be able to talk to its audience and answer questions. Guests love to hear the answers that Crush gives. 
recently, a guest asked Crush if he was in Moana at the beginning of the movie as the turtle on the beach. Crush asked the guest several questions having to do with the movie, and the child responded yes to each, followed by Crush responding, no, I wasn't in that movie. If you've visited this attraction, um, or if you haven't visited this attraction, you really should on your next visit. Um, both Teddy and Lucy have been able to um, ask questions. Nice. I really loved, I watched a whole long series. So if you want to learn more about it, you should Google Turtle Talk with Crush because it was all these cool things and how the guy that, or whoever voices it, I'm sure it's more than one person, how they just carry on. It's almost like when you're talking to Snow White or you're talking to one of the other characters and they just continue on like you're talking, you know, Alice in Mm -hmm. Wonderland, Mary Poppins. The turtle does that. And it's not a per, it's just crazy to me. He's quick on his feet. Yeah. Same with the same with the Laugh Factory, like super underestimated, yeah. underestimated attractions. Like these are always fun. You, you always leave laughing. Like win win there. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you you gotta be quick witted to do something like that. You can't be. They're like stand up comedians. Yeah, basically G G rated stand up comedians. All right, let's see if I can hack this one here. <laughs> Shiki Sai, Shiki. Where's my Japanese loving child? You probably know this. Shiki Sai, known as Sushi Izaka, Izakaya in the Japanese pavilion, will be open on August 30th. As of now, there isn't reservation availability on Disney's websites. We are wondering if Disney will have a soft opening a little closer to August 30th. There isn't a menu listed on the website yet, which is weird, but we know that we can expect to find Haragi chicken, salmon, misoyaki, and tomato soup with avocado. Got that tomato one. Tomato salad. Oh, almost. I almost got that one. <laughs> the price range listed is between $15 and $34.99. That's, uh, I'm not adventurous when it comes to Asian food. You have to eat that because your son wants to go to Japan. He does. The boys love sushi, same with wifey, but nah, let me pass. You can get cooked food. Yeah, I can get steak. Give me some red meat, some chicken, chicken skewers. That's why anytime we order Chinese, I'm like, just give me chicken skewers, chicken on a stick. <laughs> so they were talking about this soft opening. I saw that they're doing, they haven't done a soft opening, but cast members have been able to go in the Moana area. So I'm hoping mm. that means when we're there in October that we're going to get to go in the Moana area. Yeah, a lot of reports of that, like of like the all the show audio and effects like going on all day. So they, once that's, I mean, they're testing it and I mean, they're going to test the daylights out of it. But as much as I don't think that belongs there, like I'm excited to see it because it looks beautiful from like all the monorail views that people are sneaking in I there. Know. It's going to be cool. It does look really cool. It should. It's taken forever. It's kind of like Tron. We never mm. thought we'd really get it. Yeah, Universal will build a whole gigantic world. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it takes them to build one stupid ride that they already built. Uh, so I just want to give a shout out to Lee Suggs in California and um, and his lovely wife. They met all of us at lunchtime in Disneyland at the Hungry Bear. We recommend the Hungry Bear, by the way, Matt. Nice. Um, What's up, Lee? What all did we get? The beignets. Oh, yeah, we got beignets. and We, we had split. the salad, which was just okay. Actually, I wasn't... That was probably my least favorite food at the Hungry Bear. So maybe don't do that one. Burger, chicken, nugget kind of Yeah, I heard the burger was good and the, like, hot chicken, but it was just meh. All of the other food we had was just so blown out of the water that it just made that one seem... Meh. It was kind of like a cosmic race. Didn't you guys eat at Wine Country? We did eat at Wine Country. It was delicious. We got Resi for there for a World of Color package. Oh, gosh. So good. It is so good. Oh, you got a World of Color package. Good for you. We did not do that. Did you do Blue Bayou? We did. Yeah, we got that too. 
And the place, what is the place? The uh, Cafe New Orleans? Cafe New Orleans, yeah. Oh my gosh, at Monte Crisco. Everybody raves about that place. Same with Platts Fried Chicken. Plaza Inn's Fried Chicken is supposed to be, I, I compile lists of all the different vloggers I watch and then I cross-section similarities to make <laughs> averages of what's, you know, and Plaza Inn, Cafe Orleans are always at the top. Cafe Orleans was my favorite meal. And then Wine Country second. Did you share that meal? Yeah. I think I shared like every meal. Okay. <laughs> um, she got the original, what is it called again? <laughs> the Monte Crisco. Yes. And I got just the cheese one. Oh my gosh. So good. And who thought that was a good idea? We don't know, but it is delicious to dip your fried bread and cheese into freshly made preserves. Delicious. Oh, good. You're not not eating sugar, so I'm not sure how you're going to eat that. I told myself I'm going to try things. I mean, I have to. You just got to split them like I did. I just split That's the plan. I'm like, we're going to buy like five different things and everybody in the group will just pass it around because there's so many things to try. We don't want to just waste it. I'm just, oh, I just had a chicken sandwich. It's like, no, let's, I mean, I've already got like Bengal barbecue staked out because that's like nothing but proteins. Like, yeah, we didn't get to eat at Bengal barbecue. I forgot. Mm-hmm. There's so many, like I have a huge list. That's, that's ridiculous. So you need to get the parm, chicken parm. That's what Steph and Tammy split. That was good. I love chicken oh, parm. Oh, and that stuff at, um, well, in Avengers Campus. We're at the Pim's Kitchen. Yes, yes. That was good too. Yeah. Everything, everybody raves about that place. It was very good. Oh, you guys got that chicken sandwich. I got... Did I get the shawarma? No, I wanted somebody to, but <laughs> they were laughing at me for saying that word. Atomic something pretzel. I got the meal. It was like avocado and meat and something else and tomatoes and stuff on top of this normal size pretzel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got like the giant chicken sandwich there. Like That's what I got. Yeah, nice. It was good. So you definitely need to get that. Um but yeah, we really appreciated. They drove six hours to come and meet us and nice. they were sweet. Yeah, I hung out with them for a little while and then we separated because uh, Gina and I did the Walt tour that day. Yeah, I saw that. And it was just kind of cool. Like they are just like, they know you, Vicky, from the show, like right. from listening. That's so legit cool. Legit fans. Yeah. That's super cool. Got to meet up with them. <laughs> it was very cool, but it was a lot of fun for us. And we forget that people are listening and what we talk about on here. Yeah. But we enjoy spreading the magic with everybody. So thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks for meeting us. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. And um, please go on to Apple or Podbean and give us a rating or a comment because you know that it means a lot to us. We love hearing from our listeners. So, of course, if you have something on your mind that you want to hear more about, let us know. Just let us know. We will reshape our show to cater to your needs. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or if you have a question or comment, you can always text us. That number again is 636-373-4497. And you can check us out on our social media account. It's The Mousecapades Podcast on Facebook. If you'd like a free quote, contact Vicki, Stephanie, or me, Matt, at 636-373-4497. Be sure to listen to Friday's show. Vicki, Gina, and Samantha will be talking all about cruises and why we think you should take a cruise. I agree. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades More podcast. Well, guys, I think it's about that time. Dizzy love. Hurry back. Have a magical day, my friends. Show me everything and tell me how You don't mean something And yet nothing to me 
There's a world 